Welcome to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Casso, travel and brand photographer and the founder of Caitlin Casso Creations, where I share other women's stories through my photographs and now this podcast. Inspired by Her Story is a podcast dedicated to inspiring, motivating, encouraging, and empowering women to get out of their comfort zones and follow their dreams. Whether it's owning their own business, experiencing something new, or making a major life change, I want to encourage other women to follow their dreams and live their lives to the fullest. Throughout this podcast, I will be sharing my own stories and those of inspirational women with hopes to let souls connect and adventures to unwind. Follow along as I take you with me during my travels, experiences, and encounters with these amazing women. On today's episode of Inspired by Her Story is Tana Martin. Tana has been practicing, studying, and teaching yoga since 1993. While holding multiple yoga teacher certifications, she teaches stand-up paddleboard yoga and aerial yoga and offers area yoga teacher trainings. Branching out to other forms of healing, she is a Reiki Level 2 practitioner as well as a Reiki Sound Healing practitioner. As a breast cancer survivor herself, Tana also offers classes on how yoga can help the healing process for others. During this episode, Tana talks more about what made her become a yoga teacher. I needed to find something that made me feel better, got me moving, and yoga happened to be it. And there wasn't a lot of it around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sought it out. I found it at the Y, started going three times a week, became very consistent with that to the point where people weren't sure if I was the teacher or not. How yoga helped her fight her battle with breast cancer. Remember Megan's podcast, how it saved her life? Mm-hmm. These words have come out of my mouth as well. The yeah. yoga practice has helped to save my life, along with a lot of other things, but mm-hmm. definitely an integral part of me getting through it all. And ways to make the leap and take your first yoga class. You have to sort of get out of this, um, I'm so alone in this thing. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know? exactly. Because yoga classes are one of the best places to create community for one thing. Let's find out more about her journey. Welcome to the podcast, Hannah. Hi, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited. I can't wait to tell your story. For all of those who don't know, I met her at uh, Megan's Costa Rica yoga retreat, which I've talked about many times on this podcast. (laughs) And we had Megan on the podcast as well. And I was so excited to meet her and I wanted to make sure to be able to share her story as well. And actually... Um, Tana is a yoga instructor as well. So how did it feel being a part of a retreat rather than actually hosting a yoga retreat also? It felt awesome. I mean, Megan is awesome. So, you know, Mm -hmm. a great person to be with to take a retreat for myself Uh, as yoga teachers. And a lot of professions do that. You know, you Mm -hmm. don't take the time you need for yourself as often as you should doing what you're always giving. So Mm -hmm. it's important that we all do that. And it just was the right time, place, people. It just felt really right for me. So I was so happy to be there and I'm grateful for that experience. Yeah, it was so awesome. I remember like at certain times after classes or even a meditation, even looking over and you would be like, 
ah, that was exactly <laughs> what I needed. Like it, it seems nice seeing like how other like yoga instructors react to it as well. Like it has to yeah. be nice to just be like, let go and just like go with the flow rather than like having to be the one instruct. Exactly. And we all, the yoga teachers will all tell you that we're, we're always students. We're, we're a student at all times, but um, don't always give ourselves that real structured role as a student in someone's actual class. I mean, we're always, like I said, learning. It's coming at us all the time, but to just like go physically do it, be the one that's not in charge. It's like, yeah, you tell me what you want me to do and I will do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, like, And Megan was a great one to lead that retreat for us. And it was oh, yeah. very cool that we all got to meet each other and I got to know you. Yeah, definitely. I'm so excited. I love being able to have this opportunity to just catch up again too. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about what you do exactly and kind of how you got to where you are today. Well, I've been at it for a long time. <laughs> okay. Let me just say that. I always kind of start that way because uh, it has been a long time. It's started for me this actual practice of yoga in 1993. Okay. So that's 26 years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, it really just started with me taking classes. Um, I, I got interested in yoga just by um, the fact that my physical body um, was feeling pretty bad. Um, and mm -hmm. I was around 26 years old at that time. So that's weird. It's 26 years ago. It's 26, oh, yeah, right? you know? So, um, yeah, I, uh, I was always active and physical in, in school, like cheerleading, those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. I like to tell this story because, uh, I tried to learn to ski and <laughs> I was a hot mess trying to ski. And I never really <laughs> considered myself to be, uh, like that. You know, I feel kind of graceful, you know, uh -huh. type of person. Um, in a way, I mean, the way I move, I should say, like, I'm used to the flowing kind of movements, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But, um, you know, so I go to ski and I like activity and oh my gosh, beat me up. It totally beat me up. So <laughs> I'm saying to myself, I'm 26 years old. What is happening? I feel awful. I could barely walk up steps after that. <laughs> you know, I wiped out a lot, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, oh, so yeah, I've like, been there I, <laughs> I had a bunny hill all day. So anyway, <laughs> I, I needed to find something that made me feel better, got me moving and yoga happened to be it. And there wasn't a lot of it around. Mm -hmm. Um, so I sought it out. I found it at the Y started going three times a week became very consistent with that to the point where people weren't sure if I was the teacher or not. And the actual teacher just started to ask me, oh, wow. fill in for her. And I'm wow. like, what? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a yoga teacher. I just come all the time. And she's like, your practice is beautiful. You're very graceful. Makes me laugh, you know, because it's like, oh, okay, well maybe, you know, that was part of what helped me feel that way. But Mm -hmm. um, I said, uh, I don't know about that. I don't really have any training. You'll be fine. You'll be great. So I just jumped in and did it um, with that encouragement and noticed that they actually listened to me. They followed what I was saying <laughs> and it felt pretty good. Mm -hmm. So I thought, wow, okay, maybe I do have something here that um, is for me that is beyond just being a student. Mm -hmm. So I just kept going with it. And that is exactly what started happening is that I started dabbling and teaching here and there. However, I knew that yoga was a bigger practice than just that physical stuff. Um, mm -hmm. 
I didn't know much about that, but I knew that it was just because I'd see books and I'm like, what's that about? What's this about? You know, those early classes didn't teach me anything about the philosophy, mm. philosophy behind yoga or even really breathing techniques, meditation techniques, all of those things that are part of yoga. Mm -hmm. It was basically about movement, and which was okay with me. I was okay with that at that time. Um, so I just started searching for training and mm -hmm. um, it, it was hard. I just really went to other teachers' classes, but like I said, there weren't many, so mm -hmm. <laughs> they were hard to find. And um, uh, so self-study, reading books, that sort of thing, still not feeling like that was good enough. I needed a teacher of some sort. And then here I heard that a studio was going to open. Mm -hmm. And that was in uh, 1998. So like five years down the road from that, a local studio was going to open. So, you know, I went to meet whoever was going to own this studio right away and introduce myself and, you know, just kind of got in that way and um, started teaching there. And then I started to see little training programs pop up, but they were like weekend things. It's like, here, you mm -hmm. do these poses, you do this, you know, yeah. Um, and then, then you go teach a class and I'm like, really, that's all it takes. No, <laughs> not all it takes <laughs> a little bit more than that. And then slowly, but surely um, I'm starting to see, Oh, here's a three month yoga teacher training program. I'm going to go do that. So I go do it. I go do it. And then as soon as I finish that, um, uh, I hear there's going to be a six month one. And I'm like, wait, what? And then there's, you know, it, there's like more and more and more. And then, um, this was when, um, yoga alliance was born so for people that are into yoga especially yoga teachers they know what i'm talking about so it's a governing body mm -hmm. you know kind of came out to sort of give us some guidelines um and um before that there was no such thing right wow yeah but now now yoga alliance appears mm -hmm. so i was teaching before that and then it appears and then so i got sucked into that pro whole program you know like well, you got to do this to get this many hours, this, that, and the other. I've done it all. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've uh, gone through all the programs to get me to the highest place I can be right there right now. So yeah, <laughs> that's, so I'm an experienced yoga teacher of many years. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. um, so um, then I, from there, I just kept teaching, 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 eventually owned a studio. This was oh, in awesome. Pennsylvania. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's where I grew up. Now I'm in Maryland, and as I have moved to Maryland and I live by the ocean, um, I have expanded into teaching yoga on paddle boards because oh, that's what's happening so here. So cool. Right? I, know, mm -hmm. right? I always um, see those pictures and I'm so jealous. I'm like, I want to try to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a fun thing. Um, and yeah, so that's big in the area, of course. And then also aerial yoga. Mm -hmm. aerial yoga where you are hanging um, from the aerial silks um, basically in a hammock type mm -hmm. situation which is awesome too yeah. and I really started to enjoy that and that was in this area as well so those are things I didn't have for many many years right these are new ways of practicing mm -hmm. um, and so I've gotten into aerial yoga enough that I've come to a point where I'm now um, teaching teachers Mm -hmm. So I have an aerial teacher training program. So I've gone there. Oh, that's so Oh my cool. gosh. And I'm just saying, the more you get into it all, uh, there's so many roads to take. I'm a Reiki practitioner. 
I do sound healing. Um, oh, you know, man. all of these modalities have just shown up along the way. And, um, you know, you feel what you're drawn to and then you just keep going with it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like one thing leads to another. So yeah, so, that's yeah, so I'm, awesome. Right. That's where I am now. So I've been teaching for like uh, 22 and a half years and practicing like 26 years ish, you mm-hmm. know? So yeah, it's been a while and it's all good. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool though, because then you, it, it keeps you like more motivated almost because all these different new practices are coming out and it must be exciting for you to be like, Ooh, this is something new for me to learn. And then I could teach exactly. other people how to do it. It has to be yeah. so exciting. It is exciting. And it's, um, and you know, there's a lot, like I said, you, I mean, look, there's, you know, there's laughter yoga, goat yoga, beer yoga. (laughs) Yeah. They're coming out with everything. I mean, it's like kind of out there, but, um, they're trying to get everyone (laughs) (laughs) at the same time. It's yeah. I have feelings both ways about all of these things, you know, um, Mm -hmm. because I am, I do feel like a kind of more traditional yogi because I've that's kind of how it was presented to me. Mm -hmm. Um, even though I started in the physical realm of it all, um, yeah, there were a lot of traditional aspects to the practice and those were the people I was exposed to. Now, all of these new things coming up, it's like, what? Mm -hmm. And there can be judgment around that, to be honest, from all yoga teachers, especially Mm -hmm. teachers they've been teaching a long time. But, you know, um, whatever may get someone interested, Mm-hmm. even if it is something that seems super silly, if it just gets them kind of to get their foot in the door, yeah. um, then they can also then search out mm-hmm. all of the other aspects of the practice that are so beneficial because it is a total practice. It's not just, you know, busting out the warrior pose or something like right. that. There, there's a lot more. And um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah, it is uh, very interesting how it's being presented and received, but yeah. The more the merrier that practice. Is exactly. Yeah. Then the more happy people I feel like there will be in this world. <laughs> yes. Yes. The more of us that have our daily attitude adjustment from our practice yeah, yes, to, exactly. to make it through this world. Yes. Indeed. Yep. So whatever gets their foot in the door, gets them started, then they can just take it from there. Yes, absolutely. Because even for me, like I started with your traditional yoga practice. There's still so much for me. I would love to try aerial yoga. Like that has to be, I can only imagine how that could feel, especially like on your back, I assume. That is one of the main things that people usually are drawn to it for is uh, lower back care. Because when you are suspended from an aerial hammock, you know, you're taking the pressure off of your joints, you're trusting this fabric, you know, Mm -hmm. you feel the pull of gravity. So you feel deeper stretches um, and and sensations, I should say, um, than you would if you were just on your mat, because Mm -hmm. you've got that you know, that other force there. And, uh, when you just surrender to it, it feels wonderful and it can really decompress achy joints, your spine, get into that deep connective tissue. You'll Mm -hmm. definitely feel different things in your body, um, if than you would on the mat. So Mm -hmm. yes, yeah, there's definitely 
uh, room to explore. <laughs> yeah, that is so awesome. I need to yeah. find a place up here where I can try it out. You do. And then you need to come visit me too. <laughs> exactly. I know. I need to do a trip down to Maryland anyway because. Absolutely. Yeah. I, oh you my God. People here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were so. The ocean. <laughs> yeah. I know. Our plan was to go down in September and then it just didn't happen. <laughs> I know. I know. Everything just it, in its own time, it will happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Then I have to try paddleboard yoga. There's so much. It's just oh got to, it will be like my own little retreat. It's just like I, I make I it myself. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Right? <laughs> exactly. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> and so now how do you feel like yoga has impacted your life? Have you experienced any major breakthroughs that you feel like yoga inspired? Well, you know, I'm 53. So at this point, as we've already figured out, I've dedicated about half of my life to, to practicing yoga. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if I would classify it as a major breakthrough of sorts, but more like I'm always um, conscious of continual shifts. Like I'm always feeling something happen. So I'm always learning in other words. Mm -hmm. So, so nothing that stands out like, oh my gosh, but rather like, wow, yes, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, and maybe they are, maybe that is kind of the same thing. Um, but uh, I just feel like I'm always giving my best effort to grow. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I just, see these things show up along the way. Um, yeah. Yoga. And sometimes you don't realize how much something's impacted you until you look from like a year ago, you know, like a little bit more right. long-term because you don't realize how gradual things can be. Yeah. Because it is a practice. It's mm -hmm. not just like the in the door, out the door. Oh, I did that. Yeah. I don't know. That's not, it's a practice. Mm -hmm. Like, so we all right. know what practice means. You, mm -hmm. you do it consistently until you see what changes are happening. So it, it's mm -hmm. like that, that I just am dedicated to the continual practice. Mm -hmm. And yoga has given me the tools to pay attention to like all my layers, you know, all my layers of being, my physical, mental, emotional layers, all of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, sometimes you use your tools though, and sometimes you don't, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm human. <laughs> yes, exactly. Human, just like everyone else, but that's what the practice provides is mm -hmm. that you know that it's always going to be there for you. It's mm -hmm. always going to give you those tools should you choose to use them. So um yeah, uh, you know, one of the many gifts of yoga practice to me now is is just um the ability to spend time in introspection because like I said I started from the physical aspects, the meditative aspects um I didn't really know much about, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, they kind of just start showing up for you when you practice. So it's, uh, it's that awareness to your, to know what your physical body's challenged by, um, by what it's capable of and generally just knowing what you feel like, um, mm -hmm. paying attention to that and, um, you know, what you, should feel like and when you sh what you shouldn't feel like <laughs> both mm -hmm. um right. so you, you know that now that i think back you, of you saying the word breakthrough you asked about that um i realized um through the practice i guess this is somewhat of a breakthrough that mm -hmm. um i 
am not my body. Um, that's kind of one of the lessons, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's that we are not our physical bodies. We are much more than that. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it's easy to forget. So I think that is a breakthrough. And, um, that's something that yoga offers to everyone though. So not just me practicing affords you that time to be aware of all of your stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to, to, to sit down on your mat, to pay attention and to hopefully learn to make better choices in all areas of your life, you know, not just better mm-hmm. food choices, not, but just all areas. It's that time that yeah. you dedicate to yourself to sit on that mat and figure yourself out because mm-hmm. at its root, yoga practice is to calm the mind. That's what it's for, to mm-hmm. calm your mind. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's uh, a big lesson right there is mm-hmm. to just know that. It is. And I love that because especially when people think about going to yoga, they're going to like a gym of some sort, you know, even if it's a yoga studio, that's still, they're putting on like workout type clothes going to a gym. And I feel like a lot of the times when people are thinking about going to the gym, they just assume everything there is like a physical practice, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So if you're yeah. going to the gym, you're putting on workout clothes. This is a physical workout that they're doing and that's it. Right. And it takes a lot for you to then realize that's not all it is. <laughs> that's you know? right. That's just a vehicle to mm-hmm. get you to a place where you can calm your mind because then you see it or feel it when you come out of that class, you showed up mm-hmm. there in all your gear and hopefully walked out of there um, feeling, thinking something is different, right? Mm-hmm. And in a beneficial way. And like I said, um, you know, of course, we're, we're all very physically oriented. We mm-hmm. see our bodies, we feel our bodies, we have to live in our bodies. And, uh, yeah. and I'll have to say that knowing my body saved my life. Um, uh, so it's, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's just bringing me into a new topic here, but mm-hmm. the yoga practice, um, all the things I've said about it, knowing yourself, um, has really helped me in a way that's going to help me lay the groundwork here to tell you a deeper part of my story. And, um, so I'm just going to go with it. And mm-hmm. that is, uh, to just say that, um, Okay, here's the groundwork. (laughs) I have a sister. She's 10 years older than I am. And when I was 35 years old, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Then uh, when I was 35 um, and she was diagnosed, I was like, wait, okay, I'm 35. This is a time when uh, people of the age of 35 can sometimes get like a baseline mammogram. You know, I've heard this and I didn't mm-hmm. know, you know, I don't know much about breast cancer at the time. Yeah. But they're usually telling women, you know, age 40, get a mammogram. Right. But my sister has it. I'm 35. I'm like, uh Oh, I better start getting mammograms. Mm-hmm. Right. So I do. And, uh, uh, prior to my sister's diagnosis, I just want to mention, um, th- th- there was no evidence of cancer in our family at all, mm-hmm. any kind of cancer. So, um, uh, I asked for mammograms. I started getting them and, um, yeah, that was no big deal. 
they needed a baseline on me anyway, because now I have a family history, my right. sister, right? Mm-hmm. So she goes along through her treatment all is well. Three years later, I'm 38. I'm diagnosed with cancer, a different kind of breast cancer. Okay. We're sisters. Oh, mm-hmm. We're diagnosed with two different kinds of cancer. Wow. And uh, yeah. And it never showed up on my mammogram. So really <laughs> did not help me. Mm-hmm. So this is probably a good topic for us right now, since it is breast cancer awareness month, but let me yeah. just say, you should always be aware of your breast health and your body, not just during the month of October. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, um, it never showed up on my mammogram, not even the mammogram I had right before my tumor was taken out, like up until wow. the last minute. Yeah, no, oh no showing on the mammogram. So here's how it went. I complained to my family doctor about an achy sensation really high on my left breast. Mm-hmm. I was told cancer doesn't hurt. Okay. That's what he oh. said. Cancer doesn't hurt. I'm like, okay, well, I have this weird feeling there. I'm just telling you. Um, there wasn't an obvious lump mm-hmm. and you know, I was young, fit and generally healthy, 38 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was dismissed. It was like, well, it's probably a cyst, that kind of thing. Okay. I think too many women hear this. Okay. Especially the younger you are too many women hear that it's just mm-hmm. a cyst. Right. So about three months went by. I just, I said, okay, I just went with it. Hey, they're the doctor. I'm not right. So I'm going to just go by what they say. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, then, then I did. But, um, uh, so three months go by and I'm not feeling any better about it. I still have the achy sensation. Yeah. I'm not feeling great about this whole thing. It's a cyst. Yeah. That didn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. So back to the doc, I went and, um, told him he needed to make me feel better about it because I knew something was wrong and I needed to feel better. Mm -hmm. So I said, I want more tests. I don't care what they are, whatever you got to do, do all the tests. And Mm -hmm. he said, okay, we'll send you for another mammogram. And if it, if the mammogram shows nothing, we will do an ultrasound. Great. So we go through the mammogram. Nope. Shows nothing. Walk in, get it, get an ultrasound. Uh Oh, (laughs) there it is. Plain as day. I know. Really? Right. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's how it showed up for me. And um, my point here is that had I not persisted with it, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, knowing the way I feel, knowing my body, Mm -hmm. just being aware overall, had I not persisted, uh, my outcome could be entirely different right now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, this is why, and I feel like the yoga practice has helped me through this. So now I've, I have a foundation in yoga. It is now helping me. Um, remember Megan's podcast, how it saved her life. Mm -hmm. These words have come out of my mouth as well. The yoga practice has helped to save my life along with a lot of other things, but Mm -hmm. definitely an integral part of me getting through it all. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so so at this time, um, it's 2005. I had a breast surgeon who felt like she could remove the tumor, spare mm-hmm. my breasts, and then I would just have to have treatment. So um, I had the lump removed, and then 
she, <laughs> I had the lump removed. Uh, they spared my breasts and I was lucky. I felt lucky, but I had to go through chemotherapy and radiation. So I did all of that, you know, and mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot, <laughs> but yeah. a lot of women, a lot of women do this. A lot of women have been through this. It took me like six to seven months to get through all of that and the recovery. Um, and then I took the appropriate time off, um, from, from teaching and practicing. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, I, I modified my practice. I rested, I did what I needed to do, but I did teach and I did practice the whole way through my treatment. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, it was very helpful. I mean, having that practice just was so helpful in so many ways. And now I'm modifying my practice. So I'm not as physical. Here comes the other parts of yoga, mm-hmm, <laughs> right. in, the meditative aspects, the breathing techniques. Oh my yeah. gosh, the breathing techniques just to calm you down from being scared from, mm-hmm. from whatever it is that you, you know, you're feeling and dealing with as you go through it. Oh, I um, bet. Yeah. So a lot of that, um, it took me, I want to say about four years until I felt like myself again that's that's a while but (laughs) yeah but at least you were still like doing it in the moment like you didn't just completely stop you know you you were able to still do your own version of your yoga practice and I think that's what's most important too because some people think that they have to follow everyone else or do nothing at all right and so that's a good point is that it is modifying for yourself. So this is like, even if you don't have cancer, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you go to class and you can't be as physical or whatever it is going on with you, then you you modify, you use the breathing, you, you know, use all the other techniques. It's just, uh, yeah, Yeah. it's like, yeah, this is a practice for everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, at all times in your life. Um, they're so beneficial, but, um, you know, uh, after I started to feel myself again, you know, my story goes a little longer here. Um, uh, a friend of mine <laughs> who is also a cancer survivor said to me one time that she was told, you know, once you're a cancer patient, you're always a cancer patient. And, and she's right because mm-hmm. it's not something that um, it's just like, Oh, done with that. Okay. Moving on. I mean, kind of is you kind of feel that way. Like you, <laughs> you know, oh, I'm moving on. I don't ever want to go there again, but uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's effects from it, you know, obviously physically on your body and mm-hmm. just, you know, mentally and scary thoughts and all those kinds of things. Depression, of course, can come in there. Um, Mm -hmm. Just all of it, all of that can come in. But um, yeah, uh, you know, down the road after I had recovered, started feeling myself, I'm getting back into the groove of things. I'm like, I'm done with cancer, all this kind of stuff. Now we're about seven years down the road and my breast surgeon talked to me about gene testing okay, for the BRCA gene. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ooh, why would I want to do that? You know, like I'm thinking, cause first of all, I don't have children. I have stepchildren, but I don't have my own. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, why would it matter? And one of the first things she said was, well, do you have nieces and nephews? And I said, I do because men can get breast cancer as well. Mm, right. um, we, yeah, they certainly can. And, um, so I said, Oh yeah, I do. I do have nieces and nephews. And she said, okay, well, that's one reason. And she said, and another reason is to just better inform your future healthcare. Like just to know if you carry the gene, 
if it is a high probability that it could come back or possibility that it could come back. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Okay, so we're trying to figure out how we're going to deal with me mm-hmm. <laughs> the rest of my life. Right. So, um, so it, I took a whole year to think about that, to think about whether or not I wanted to do that testing because, listen, there was going to be an answer, right? If I did the test, I'd get an answer, and then I'd have to deal with the results of that test, like, oh my gosh, if I carry the gene, now what? If, mm-hmm. You know, and I don't now. What? So I had to be able to deal with that. That's why it took me a year to think about it. Right. Boy, so I did. I decided to do it. And my sister did as well. Okay. She's still moving mm-hmm. along great. She's gotten through her cancer treatments and she's doing great. I got through mine. I'm doing great. And uh, so we both test. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, she did not carry the gene and I did. <laughs> so here's this good. Interesting. Uh, yes. Right. We had different kinds of breast cancer. Yeah. We are blood sisters, different kinds of cancer. There is a 10 year age difference. So probably had something to do with it. Hers, uh, you know, a little bit more. Mine was like premenopausal and mm-hmm. hers was not. So, gotcha. you know, that could have made, that could have made some changes. I don't know, but she mm-hmm. did not carry this gene. And I do, I carry the BRCA1 gene. Mm-hmm. which uh, also relates to your ovaries. So breast cancer, ovarian cancer, right? That is scary because ovarian mm-hmm. cancer is very, very scary. I mean, um, breast cancer is detected far earlier than ovarian cancer. Ovarian cancer is a sneaky one mm-hmm. that often doesn't get detected until way late. And yeah. then it's really difficult to get through. Um, mm-hmm. So, so um, it's telling me I carry the BRCA1 gene. So here's part of informing my future healthcare. Uh, I need to get rid of my ovaries. Right. <laughs> That's basically what uh, it comes down to. It's like, I need to get rid of them. I'm not using them anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm past using them. I'm good to go. So um, it not only meant that though, it also was that uh, double or bilateral mastectomy was also recommended. Oh, wow. So here I am you know, had cancer, got the tumor removed, did all the treatment, lived my life. And now I'm eight years down the road. Mm-hmm. Now I'm having a double mastectomy and what's called an oophorectomy, which is your ovaries taken out. Wow. Uh, so, so I'm going through this again now and I don't have cancer, right? Mm-hmm. This is all preventative. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a whole new deal here. So I go through it. And let me just say, it was not easy. My personal story through that part of it was not easy. My reconstructive process was so challenging. I had setbacks. Um, mm-hmm. I had a staph infection that really took me down. I had oh, to recover man. from that. I know. <laughs> it's, it is. It was a big kind of deal. And um, yeah. yeah, my body's been through some really shitty stuff. I, mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I have to tell you, but um, you exactly. know, it has been, but here's what I get out of it. You know, sitting here talking with you today is that uh, even though I've been through those things, uh, my lungs still fill with air, my heart still beats mm-hmm. and um, I'm still here. So yeah. that's the most important thing out of all of it. And, um, you know, so my message above all out of my breast cancer story is to be your own advocate. I cannot say that enough. You are the only one that knows how you feel. 
Mm -hmm. You know, when you feel the way you should feel and the way you shouldn't feel like we've been talking about, which is what the practice of yoga has helped me understand, Mm -hmm. bringing me that awareness. So when you don't feel like you know you should feel, that is telling you your gut is telling you something you need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. So you have to fight for yourself in every situation. And, you know, you're the only one that can do it. Yeah. Nobody else can. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and I say that like, like, uh, I'm superwoman or something. I'm not, I'm just saying that nobody else feels what you feel and can, you know, do what needs to be done for you. Mm -hmm. I have had an awesome support system. Okay. I did then, and I still do now. So there's all that too. So my, you know, my husband, he's, he's my rock, my cheerleader, my Mm -hmm. wonderful family and my awesome friends and students. They were all there for me during all of this. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they're still there for me now, but you know, it's like, it's, it's like, I'm the only one that can fight the fight. So they can care for me. Mm-hmm. support me, love me, be there for me, do things for me, all of those things, which is so appreciated. Mm-hmm. I don't even have the words to bring that appreciation across appropriately, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's you that has to do everything. You have to do the tests, the treatment, the, mm-hmm. you know, keep yourself going. Um, no one can do it for you. So yeah. Being your own advocate is my message, the main one right there. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just don't want to diminish the love and support, though, from everyone because uh, without it, you're fighting 10 times harder, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Definitely. they do soften the blow with all of it, um, and that becomes crystal clear. When you are sick mm-hmm. and you're someone that maybe isn't always able to be so accepting of other people's help, you know, mm-hmm. because we all want to be, you know, you want to do everything yourself yes, if yes. you can. Yep. Yep. You want to, mm-hmm. um, yeah, e- yeah. It becomes crystal clear that you need what people are offering. And I've been an open book with my story all along. I don't, you know, everybody has their own way mm-hmm. of going about it. Some people are very, very private. They don't want anyone to know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not like that. I was like, Hey, the more people that know, the more people that send me love, the more prayers that are happening, I need all that, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> bring it on, you yeah. know? So, so it's very clear. And it's just like, you know, some women when they have to lose their hair, uh, which is traumatic, initially, but then after, after you go through all your stuff, you're like, yeah, uh, hair, who cares? It's overrated. I, mm-hmm, I, right. I care less. Like I'd shave my head right now because who cares? Yeah. But, <laughs> but, um, you know, once you go through that, some women need to, uh, wear a wig, wear a hat, others, it, nope, just going bald. I wore a do-rag. <laughs> I was a do-rag kind of a girl, sometimes a, a hat, but um, yeah, I just went that way. That was my way. Open book. You wanted to ask me questions. I was all for it. If, mm-hmm. you know, if I can help you in any way uh, with my story, then I'm for it. So yeah, your your support system, your loved ones, they are a godsend. So Awesome. (laughs) And thank you so much for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Especially the fact of like, you know, having to take control back, you know, you feel like there's something wrong going on in your body. And for somebody else who is, you know, 
a professional that you're supposed to feel like you can rely on all the time for their knowledge is telling you that, no, you're fine. You have to go back and like listen to your body. And I think that's such a powerful message that yoga instills in you for your everyday practice. And then for something like that, it's just so powerful. And I think everybody needs to just really take that with them because, you know, they don't always have all of the answers as much as we love technology and technology does great for us. Sometimes it's not always working for us either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, exactly. I mean, these people are human too, right? I said, Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. So, so are our doctors. Okay. They might know a lot more about a lot more subjects than Mm -hmm. I know, but they're human too. And, you know, things happen there as well. Like, you know, mistakes can be made or, or whatever. And mm-hmm. so it all comes back to you. Be exactly. your own advocate. Yes. Yes. Be your own advocate. <laughs> I love that. It's such a powerful message. And to just hear the fact of, I feel like, you know, your yoga practice really helped you get through all of this too. is just amazing for everybody to hear. It is. <laughs> I love it. I do too. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I kept seeing all of your posts all month on Facebook and everything. And I was like, I have to have her on here to also share that as well, because I think it's, and there was so much more I just learned as well. (laughs) I didn't even know before at all. So I'm really happy that now we're able to share all of this with everyone else too. Well, thank you for allowing me to do that. Yeah, of course. We'll be back with our guest in just a minute, but first, let's hear a quick message from our sponsors. And now, back to the episode. Now, have you ever experienced any transformations in some of your clients because of yoga? Um, Yes, actually. Uh, Over this many years of teaching, yeah, <laughs> a lot. I mean, you know, all different, all different ways um, uh, of transformation for people from like the smallest thing that they would think is small or, you know, not something I'm putting out there as small or big, but mm-hmm. some, you know, yeah, they, uh, I've, gee, wow. Yes. I, I've seen a lot and I'm, I'm fortunate to have established relationships with people you know, long-time relationships because mm-hmm. of teaching so long. Um, and so I get to see them grow. And so it is just this noticing changes in them, whether they see them or not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I see bet. them. Yes. I notice. And it's not, again, it's not all about like, oh, she just bent deeper today to get closer to touching her shins or whatever. It's mm-hmm. not like, I don't mean like that, but just the way people begin to transform when they dedicate to the practice enough time and um what they're really dedicating the time to is themselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh you know and then just it just helps them to make wiser choices all over so yeah you see like hey she she looks different she looks you know happier like energetically you know looks not as a I don't know, perturbed today or something, mm-hmm. or, you know, oh, speaking yeah. to her classmate a little softer than normal or whatever. And uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many. And I think those small transformations are 
total victories because Mm -hmm. it is just that consistency that builds up to something big finally happening. Like I've had people ask me, do you lose weight doing yoga? You know, that, that was a big question. Like many years people would ask that. So can you lose weight? And I'm like, okay, so here's the thing. (laughs) I don't like to say that you'll lose weight. Um, It's more like, I just said, you make better choices in all areas of your life. So maybe you start thinking about what you're putting in your mouth a little differently, you know, what you're Mm -hmm. eating, how much you're eating. Now you're moving your body more. So you're exercising. So it's Mm -hmm. all of these things in combination that if you see a weight loss, yeah, it's likely that it's because you did all of those things, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So you're just paying attention again. We're back to paying attention to yourself. Yeah. Um, So, so yeah, like, I mean, yeah. Can you do a hot, sweaty vinyasa class? Sure. But (laughs) you'd have to do them like multiple times a day, lots of times, lots of times, you know, to, to really like lose, lose weight. And how much do you really want to do that? (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's all sorts of styles of yoga practice. So again, Mm -hmm. it's just all of those little things that make the bigger shifts. And, um, I just, like to see it happen. When I see it happen, I feel privileged to be just like a very tiny part of Mm -hmm. my students' uh, victories um, because I get to cheer them on. So that's what's fun for me. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. And I feel like people don't realize how much um, like others notice a change in people before they notice it in themselves too. There's been many times where, you know, whether it's friends or family will reach out to me and be like, oh my God, like I've seen you improve on X, Y, and Z. Like maybe even like my photos, for example, for photography. And they'll be like, wow, that photo you posted was amazing. Like you've gotten so good recently, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, eh, you know, are you sure? Like I don't, because you're (laughs) in the process yourself. So you don't like see that change happen as much as maybe somebody like an outsider sees it. Right, right. And then when you do see it, and it's nice for people to say, like you said, mm-hmm. they said to you, because you're like, oh, okay, well, yeah. I, yeah, I'm in it, so I don't see it, but you mm-hmm. see it, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. that's, that is so awesome. Yeah, I love that. Exactly. <laughs> but it, then it's like, oh, okay, then I guess it is working. I guess right. I am improving. Like, <laughs> And then you really think about it, and you're like, okay, so maybe if I think about a month ago, yeah, Okay. I am in a better mindset nowadays. Yeah. I handled this situation a lot better than I would have handled it a month ago. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. You know, sometimes you just need somebody else to, to tell you also. (laughs) Yep. Sometimes you do. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which I feel like I need to get better at too. I always assume like, oh, they know, but it's like, I need to be willing to reach out to someone and be like, oh my God, you're doing amazing right now. Like keep going. Well, I think we all need to do that for each other a lot more Mm -hmm. probably. Right. Oh yeah, exactly. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, we all need to be cheerleaders for everyone. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> and that has to be exciting for, you know, being a teacher, like that's kind of your role, right? You're, you're teaching them this yoga, different training for some people. Mm-hmm. And to be able to see like, it's almost like being a parent too, you know, being able to see that growth in everyone yes. has to be so exciting. You're like, oh, it's working what I'm doing. <laughs> it is. It is so fulfilling. It's very, very fulfilling. Um, to know that you're making an impact in some way, even if it is just this tiny way of noticing and saying, you know, Mm -hmm. just that, like that is a big deal. So that's great. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's to be such an awesome feeling. (laughs) It is. 
And so even speaking to that too, I've come across a lot of people, especially now with, um, on my podcast, I talk a lot about yoga and, you know, my Costa Rica trip and, and other yoga retreats and everything. Um, now people keep coming to me and they're like, you're really getting me to want to try yoga. I've never done it before, but now all of this talk about it, you're wanting me to try it, but I've always been nervous to go into classes. Like for some reason, they just feel like, you know, they need to have a better idea of how to practice yoga themselves first before actually going into a class. Like they're so worried others are watching them and they're judging them and they have no idea what they're doing. So to them, it's completely out of their comfort zone in order to attend a yoga class, but they still have this interest in trying it, but they just can't get themselves there. So what do you, like, what kind of advice would you give someone in order to kind of push that out of their head and get out of their comfort zone and actually try to take a yoga class? You know, this comes up so often and I just, we are such funny creatures. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when people say things like they're nervous to try, I, I get it. Um, But if you're thinking that, don't you think other people are thinking that too? (laughs) You know what I mean? So you're not, you're not alone. You're not the only one that doesn't know how to do a certain pose or, or whatever. So it's like, you have to sort of get out of this. Um, I'm so alone in this thing, (laughs) you know, because yoga classes are one of the best places to create community. For one thing, you should Mm -hmm. see the amount of, uh, um, growth I've seen come in people's relationships, like people Uh, meeting up, going out for coffee, people becoming such good friends that they're now vacationing together or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, I've seen all of these things come out of just people meeting at yoga classes. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. so they're generally a very accepting place mm-hmm. to go. Exactly. So, and there's other people that feel just like you feel. Uh, but um, uh, I guess it's just, you know, show up. That's basically it. You're, you're, you, you need to show up. Um, there's people like, they'll sh- okay, so like you're talking about, they'll go and they'll be like, I don't know. They'll look around the room. They'll see other people maybe sort of practicing before class, like maybe doing a headstand or yeah. doing mm-hmm. whatever. And they're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You know, like, <laughs> I and can't that, be here. yeah, that can be scary too. But um, there again, you're not alone because guess what? That person was a beginner at one time mm-hmm. as well. It's not like they just yep. rolled in and busted out a headstand, you know, yeah. or, or whatever. That, uh, yeah, it's that. So you just have to show up mm-hmm. and keep showing up. Yeah. But again, I said, this is a practice. It's not a one-time deal. So mm-hmm. you treat it like a practice. You're like, okay, I'm going to go. Even if you just go once a week, this is going to be my class. Now I would recommend more than that, but you know, to start, yeah. go to one class a week. And mm-hmm. it, because truly, I mean, I know this sounds cliche, but yoga is for everybody. It is. And not only for everybody, but everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you Like we were talking about all these different forms of yoga, goat yoga, beer yoga, all these things going on. There's also yoga for different like uh, health issues mm-hmm. uh, that going for different um, factors, uh, you know, anxiety, things like that. 
Mm -hmm. Um, you know, slower paced yoga, gentle yoga, chair yoga, uh, restorative yoga, uh, you know, all these different beginner yoga. It might even be called beginner yoga. Maybe Mm -hmm. that makes people feel better. But even if you walk into a class with other people in it that aren't beginners, like I said, they were at one time. Yeah. Now you are too. So you have to make it a habit Mm -hmm. to show up. And here's another thing. This is what I really like to push rather than just saying, just do it, (laughs) just go show up, Um, is that um, you need to find a teacher that you resonate with, that Mm -hmm. you feel comfortable around, um, a class that feels good to be in. So Mm -hmm. if you let these other factors overwhelm you, like you don't belong there or whatever, and you don't feel good in that class, just try another class. Keep trying. Mm -hmm. Find the right class because there are so many different ones. How would you know what's right if you don't just keep trying? You Mm -hmm. will find your groove and, you know, you'll, you'll find your way eventually. And here's another thing I really enjoy is when people do find their practice and, you know, life gets in the way. It comes right. up for everybody where like maybe, you know, and I'm not just talking about like you're busy one day and didn't show up for class, but like you're moving mm. <laughs> or you're dealing with a health crisis or something yeah. like that, you know? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yoga doesn't go anywhere. Yoga's always there. You just have to show up. So mm-hmm. it's, it's always there. It's you who goes away for whatever your reasons are, but you need to come back. And I have seen it time and time again. And I love it. There has been times where I have gone as many as four years in between seeing a student and they'll come back and they'll be like, Oh my God, (laughs) why did I wander away type of thing? I really knew when I wasn't here how much I needed it. And sometimes that's what it takes. Mm -hmm. You got to get away from it to know how much you needed it. So, you know, so that happens too. And you just don't beat yourself up. Why? Mm -hmm. Why would you beat yourself up? There's uh, so many things that go on in life, you know, that come at us, the the lows and, you know, criticism and negativity coming from all around. Like, why Mm -hmm. would you, you know, beat yourself up over like not making it to class one day? Don't worry about it. Just show up the next day. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Just Just don't stop and keep going. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. And it's funny how like everything that you said before too is a response that I gave someone as well. First of all (laughs) saying, well, first of all, everybody is always new at everything. No matter what it is, everybody had to experience it for the first time. So I feel like so many people think that more people are judging them than they actually yes. are, no matter what it is that they're trying to do. It could be trying to climb a mountain. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, trying to do anything new. Right. And everyone is just so scared of judgment, thinking that others are watching them and they're like judging the fact that they can't do it or they did it weird or whatever it may be. But right. really, in reality, everyone has to start somewhere. And that's yes. the whole like the whole point is, you know, getting yourself out of your comfort zone to go and, and start that. Otherwise you're never going to. And so you just have to push through that. No, like there's so many people aren't judging you as much as we think they are. Really? It's like, I mean, no, it's, and that's our own work to do, right? That we feel Mm -hmm. that way. It's Mm -hmm. just like, nah, you know, and, and sometimes I'll joke with students about that. I'll be like, you know, I know you think everyone's looking at you, but they're not. I'm like, they have their own problems, right? They're on their own problems. They're on their mat thinking their own thoughts and all the stuff's going on in their heads. Mm -hmm. And again, the, the be your own advocate thing shows up for me here. It's just like, yeah, just, you know, just be 
just show up, do for yourself. Nobody Mm -hmm. else in there is going to do your yoga practice for you. Right. (laughs) So, So don't let them scare you away from doing your yoga practice, just do it. You know, exactly. that's what everybody's doing. Because so. everyone's there for themselves and that's yes. what they're focused on in the, mo- in the moment. They're not focused yes. on who's next to them and, oh, that's a funny tree pose that they're doing. I, like, I don't even know what they look like. <laughs> I'm too focused on my balancing. I else I'm going to fall over. <laughs> I know. And that's what it just takes is to just get that person there and, hey, grab a friend if you need to. Talk mm-hmm. someone into like, you know, buddy system. Do what you yeah. got to do. If that's exactly. what it takes, then support each other. Because like we were already mm-hmm. talking about, support is, uh, I mean, amazing in all forms. You need it. We all Yeah, do. <laughs> definitely. And that's how I started. I started going with one of my friends who she was going to a, a couple yoga classes before and I kept wanting to try yoga, but I was like a little nervous going myself because I was like, I don't really know any of the poses. And I felt like I should know what to do before, like everybody <laughs> else does. Yes. And so I found it easier to bring a friend with me. And now still, like we still go together all the time. Like we text each other every Tuesday saying yoga tonight. (laughs) And even if the other can't go now, we'll still go. But, you know, it's a nice tradition also. And it's just gives us an opportunity to see each other at least once a week. Right. Um, So that's awesome. That community. Yeah. It's like, Mm -hmm. yep, you found something to do with somebody. And yeah. Yeah. And I, I just... I feel like, you know, as long as you, this, this kind of goes back to finding the right class, the right teacher, the right group Mm -hmm. of people. It's just like, you know, when you leave your class, you want to feel good. Mm -hmm. You want to feel calmer. You want to feel in a better place than you were when you went in there. I mean, because why would you go to a class to feel agitated and pissed off? Like, what would you yeah. do that for? Mm-hmm. So that's when you know you're in the wrong yoga class and you need to find another. So it's it's about finding that right one for you. And then you will feel those good feelings when you leave and you'll be like, yeah, this is why I'm coming to yoga. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. It's so true. And that community feeling is just an amazing feeling. Like being surrounded by like-minded people who are interested in the same thing that you're interested in. I mean, even, you know, attending the yoga retreats, it's that same idea where you're just surrounded by similar people and it just makes you feel like you can be more yourself than you can anywhere else and yes. really connect with others. And I love that. I think it's such uh, an amazing feeling that everybody needs to experience. Right. And then it brings that sense of, oh, yes, this is, I like this. I like mm-hmm. these people. I have this sense of like, belonging. Oh, yeah. And it brings you that sense of, you know, inner peace. You're like, mm-hmm. overall, you just feel great. So that's, that would be a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love it. Those past, like just by, I mean, I didn't even really get into yoga until maybe a year and a half ago now. And mm-hmm. if, I feel like it's made such a difference in my life and it's brought so many people into my life as well. I mean, even now you and right? Megan as well. You're not even in the same state as me. And, uh, <laughs> and now we're friends. Yay. Exactly. Yay for us. I know. I know. And so what is a unique skill or trait that you feel like you have um, that makes you stand out? Uh, hmm. Well, um, I don't know that I necessarily stand out, <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I do have a passion for what I do, um, and for what I teach. And I think that that shows. Mm -hmm. So I'm enthusiastic about it (laughs) and I don't try to hide it. So, um, I think 
you know, and this is one of these things where it feels like you're, uh, I think we all have trouble with this sometimes, you know, complimenting ourselves or whatever. It kind of feels like you're doing that, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't want to devalue myself, but, but I, I just will say that, that I, I, I don't know if it makes me stand out or not, but I am very passionate about my, what's Mm -hmm. been pretty much my whole adult life, what I've been doing for work, Mm -hmm. you know, so this is like what I do. So, um, yeah, just the fact that I'm very, very, um, willing to share what I know and, um, love doing it. Um, I think that would be my mm-hmm. best quality or whatever. we. Whatever I think we that's were. great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Passion is key because otherwise, if you don't love what you're doing, then you're not putting your everything and your all into it. And mm-hmm. then, and then you're not impacting others. And, like, and that shows too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're not into it, that shows just as much as when you are. So oh, yeah, yeah. Agreed. So I, I'm into it. Let's say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure by you being so passionate about yoga and making it your life, really, mm-hmm. that you've impacted so many other people as well, because you do give it your all and you've helped inspire others and you've taught so many people. I mean, you've taught so many different types of yoga and still do teach so many types of yoga in the first place. Right. And then doing it for half your life, you said, yeah. <laughs> like yes. imagine how many people <laughs> you've impacted just because like you were able to pursue your passion and make it your life. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. And thanks actually for saying that in that yeah. way, just saying that out loud like that, because just a few weeks ago, I was of, you know, on Facebook and communicating with someone, someone posted something about one of my classes, and this is a longtime student, so from Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. and she had posted something, and um, how she's been my student for a really long time, and she's practiced yoga for all these years, and whatever, it was just a yoga post, and she was proud of herself for being in it for as long as she's been in it, and Mm -hmm. I was her first teacher. Well, another person jumped in, and um, on that post, and totally complimented me. And uh, I recognized the name, but I was like, oh my gosh, this person, I haven't heard the name or seen her in a really, really long time. And she was just like, she doesn't know it, but she impacted me so much that I became a yoga teacher myself and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, what? So I I totally uh, messaged her. Mm-hmm. And was like, wow. And then she was like, hey. And we started talking. And I didn't know any of that. Like, mm-hmm. she never, we haven't been in touch in all these years. I didn't know any of that. It's not like she messaged me and said, hey, yeah, I just want to let you know that, you know, I used to take your classes and now I'm a teacher too. And I didn't know any of that until this mm-hmm. post came up. And now we're connected on Facebook. And it just, it made me like, well, okay. So the, you, what you said is exactly true that you never know mm-hmm. who all you're impacting over your life, what you're doing. You, you don't know. And yeah. you may never know, but um, mm-hmm. as long as, you know, you're, I feel like it's all out of passion and you're coming from your heart. It's, it's good stuff. It's all good. Yeah. yeah you're, you're impacting in the right way. <laughs> exactly. That is so awesome. That has to feel so good. It does. Oh it God. does. It was really neat to find that out. Yeah. And I think it's a a powerful message on both ends. One being, you know, from your side being like, okay, like I have, I'm sure that, you know, doing my passion, I do impact a lot more people than I actually 
um, would even know. And then on the other side, being that other person, kind of maybe you could reach out every once in a while when somebody has impacted you and let them know. You know, I feel like yeah. kind of what I said before too, like we don't always tell people when we see progress in them. It's similar yeah. to that being like, we don't always tell people when they've impacted us and right. that they've made a difference in our lives. We just feel it and then take it and go. Right. But I feel like that's such a powerful message and everybody kind of needs to share that if it has helped them. Because there's yeah. definitely been situations where um, my mom has told me that like a friend's daughter like has been loving my posts on Instagram and has been so like inspired by what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, well, I, I wouldn't have known that if like yeah. she didn't tell me that, you know, right. and it, it makes you want to keep going when somebody compliments you and like says that you're like impacting them, you're inspiring them, motivating them, whatever it may be, yep. then it just like makes you want to do it more. And you're like, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. So let me yes. continue. Right. And yes, back to being cheerleaders for each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. I, I so believe in that because like I said, as we know, there's a lot of stuff out there to deal with every day mm -hmm. that is not so much fun. So when you have a chance to be there for someone, to tell them, you know, they're awesome or whatever it is, do it, yeah. just do it, just do it. What's it going to, why not? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> and even speaking to that a little bit more, I'd love to know more on who maybe motivates or inspires you constantly in order to continue growing. Uh, you know, there's, well, wow, there's a lot of inspiration. There's a lot of inspiration <laughs> out there and there's a lot of inspiring folks out there, you know, um, to use this motivation. And I, I, jeez, uh, there's so many different influences from a lot of different sources, I want to say, um, as far as inspiration goes. Um, I think ultimately there's like an inner motivation to just aspire to do whatever's in alignment with my heart. Mm -hmm. So, um, and so that means expansion, like to find more ways to love and to love really big. Mm. Um, so yeah. So my support system that I mentioned, my husband, Jack, my family, friends, and students, like they make me want to grow. So, you know, where I could pull people out of history or off the internet or whoever, wherever, and say they're very inspiring, mm -hmm. that would all be true. And like I said, there's lots of those, but um, I think it's just that, that, you know, the people that love me and that I love and, um, them just being behind me to, to aspire, to, mm -hmm. to, to, to do it, to, to love and to, to be and all I can be and, you know, love really big. That's, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. But it's so good. It's <laughs> so powerful to have um, people surrounding you who support you in everything that you do, whether yes. it's something you do or something that you're going through, mm -hmm. like, support is key. And okay. I've especially noticed that like the past couple of years or so that, you know, everyone needs to be able to hear you can do it as much yeah. as you might feel it deep down inside that you can do it. You mm -hmm. still need that extra added support from other people. Yeah. Yes. You sometimes do. I mean, it, it mm -hmm. feels, um, in a way it feels like, you, you know, validation from, yeah. from others. I guess ultimately though, we, you know, we want to feel validated 
on our own as we stand on our own two feet like that we are mm-hmm. worthy right without that mm-hmm. but it is with that that it explodes <laughs> that yeah. like makes it so much bigger and better so mm-hmm. yeah so have that so have that um yeah it comes from all of those people and then it's just like innately in me I think and and in a lot of people to just just do your best all, at all times you know that's really all we can do mm-hmm. exactly yeah. <laughs> my I feel like my main goal in life is to you know always be the best version of myself and yeah. that's what I, I constantly try to remind myself every day so when I'm making certain decisions it's like okay well if I do this it's going to help continue to make me the best version of myself so I'm going to do it yes yes and that's that like internal motivation yes, that yes, you just yeah, need conversations right with yourself mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you need to do that yes exactly and so what hopes do you have for your future my first thought is to keep living the dream, mm-hmm. <laughs> keep living the dream. I mean, and the, but to keep the dream like changing, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's not like I, I have this, oh, I'm going to get to this place and it's the end all be all. It is the, you know, where I'm going to end up and that's it. That's like, it's not that, you know, and it, like who really knows, right. What they're, you know, we're all trying to lay out some stuff for our future, but you know, twists mm-hmm. and turns and things and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, I have a really great life. I feel really blessed. Um, so I do feel like I'm living the dream and I, um, and, and I, yeah, the, the dreams, they, they, they change and go this way and that way, but they're, they keep growing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's pretty much just doing more of what I'm doing and doing it in new ways, different ways, sharing with new people, um, doing it in a bigger way, you know, uh, mm-hmm. moving outside of the studio, outside of the, the water, the paddle board, the aerial habit, but, you know, going on retreats, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so those are, those are all, um, things that I look at in my future. I mean, I'm, I, I feel blessed to be here just, uh, for the, fact that I've survived as far as I have, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, oh, so yeah. not everyone is so fortunate, you know, not every mm-hmm. um, person is a survivor of cancer or other things, you know, not everyone makes it. So I feel right. very fortunate in that way. So the future is bright in that way because it's like, woohoo, I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm still here. So I'm yeah. going to make stuff happen. Right. <laughs> so, um, I try really hard to wake up grateful every day and, um, so I'd like more of that in my future. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. As long as you're grateful, you're just going to keep moving on forward. Yeah, that's my hope. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And now, as we all know, something that we'd like to talk about on this podcast is getting out of your comfort zone. Right. So how do you handle situations, whether they're big or small, where you might have to get out of your comfort zone? What kind of helps push you outside of your comfort zone in order to do those? Uh, the first thing that comes up for me when you say that is curiosity. That's Mm. the word that pops right up in my head. I Um, like that. Yeah. Curiosity for, so for the last couple of years, my, my mantra has been, no one is me and that is my power. 
Uh-huh. Right? You, you might have heard this before. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, it's, I think about two years ago is when I landed that as my, yep, that is it. That is what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, no one is me and that is my power. So, um, and I think that um, the reason I like that as a mantra or, you know, something that I um, like to use as a, a saying or an affirmation is that, um, you know, we all, we, we were just talking about this, we, the self-talk that we all have, mm-hmm. sometimes it's out loud, but <laughs> internally <Yep>. is basically <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, but we all talk to ourselves and it's important how we do that. Um, because it's easy to talk negatively to yourself, you know, mm-hmm. why you're this or why you're that or why you can't do this or why you can't do that. So you got to, first of all, um, you know, I think about just changing that when it, when I feel those negative things come up then I, I need to change the negative talk mm-hmm. to a more positive talk. So, so, so I mean, when you, when you do that to yourself, you, you can't blame anyone else but yourself. Mm-hmm. that you're doing that, you know, it's not other people telling you that it is you telling yourself that. So you only have yourself to blame when you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we talked about the, how there's so much inspiration out there. And I was saying how it comes from all different sources. Um, <laughs> I just, it's like, uh, it leads to comparison sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when you, you, you know, like, so, okay. So just say Instagram, for instance, you're, yeah. you're on there, you're looking around, you're like, oh my gosh, you see what people are doing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, now all of a sudden you're like, you, you felt good when you got on there. Now you're looking at it like, well, I should be doing that. Oh my gosh, look what they're doing. Oh my goodness. You know, and yeah. you know doing that too. And I think that we all can easily fall victim to that. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, you, you, it's, it leads to comparison sometimes, but it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Like I just mentioned, it can be, you know, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be bad. You can look at all of those other things as inspiration. Um, right. you know, like I, so like, look at him and be like, wow, go you, you know, mm-hmm. like go, you know, go, but then it's, but then come right back and say, well, wait a minute, if they can do that, then I can do it too. Yeah. Like, why would not, why wouldn't I be able to do that? Exactly. So, so that comes into like, whatever it is, like it's something that's outside of my comfort zone. Like when I started teaching yoga and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, what, you know, like, I don't, I just come to class. I don't have yeah. training. I'm not, what? And they just pushed me, pushed me out of the nest and there I go. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, you know, and then I, from there went into all of the other stuff of like getting the, the trainings and, and moving on and moving through all that. So I could become legit, you know, like I wasn't mm-hmm. just <laughs> pushed out of the nest and I'm making it up. Now I went through real trainings. Right. <laughs> it's like, things, okay, what should I do? <laughs> you know, that's happened consistently along my life. I've, it's like a pattern in my life where I've been, um, pushed like that in, in a, in a number of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then I'm like, I might feel a bit of resistance, but then I'm like, wait a minute. Well, if they have that, uh, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they, they, they know I can do it. They mm-hmm. have that, uh, like faith in you. Yes. Or... Yes. Faith in me mm-hmm. to say, just, no, you're awesome. You just do it enough. Well, what the, why shouldn't I agree? And yeah. say, okay, yeah, let me just do this. Like, why not? So mm-hmm. it, it's just that, just being curious. It's like, well, okay. Like, so what's the worst that can happen? You yeah. know, okay. Uh, you know, you, somebody says no, or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, or you, you 
it didn't turn out quite the way you wanted, but oh, well, how would you know if you didn't try? So I, I just, exactly. you know, it's just that it's just to stay curious. If it's something that you really have interest in or really want to do, then you get past it by that, just being mm-hmm. curious and saying, if they can do it, I can do it. That's kind of what I do. I just kind of say like, there's no reason. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. you know, there's no reason. It's like, so, what's holding me back? What makes me so different that they can do it, but I can't, I can yeah. do it. Yeah, it's like they're exactly. It is that. It's like they're no more um, of a of um, a teacher or a friend or this or that. They whatever it is, whatever subject we're talking about. If they can do it, I, um, I need to find that within myself. Especially if they see that I can do it. Well, okay, then they're seeing something. It's in there get Mm -hmm. curious, figure it out. (laughs) What is it? And do it. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what I always say too. Like, so recently I was telling somebody how I have my own podcast and they were like, Oh, that's so cool. You know, I've thought about doing my own podcast before, but blah, 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 blah. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's with these excuses? Like, no, (laughs) just do it. Like, that's always my answer. I'm like, Nike came up with a great slogan and it's just do it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So simple, right? It's just so simple. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, that's what I'm always thinking. If, if you feel like there's something in you that wants to do something, then just go do it. Why not? What's holding you back? What makes you so different from others? Like, Mm -hmm. yes, it might take some hard work. It -hmm. it takes effort, but it will all be worth it in the end. Because if you wanted it from the beginning, then you're going to appreciate it even more once you see the results that come out of it too. Exactly. When you do, especially when you hit bumps in the road and you're you know, it's just so tough along the way get to where you ultimately want to be. It's like, yeah, okay. So Mm -hmm. see, I can do it, you know? So, um, so stay curious. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes. It's a great message. (laughs) And now is there anything else that you would like to touch on that maybe you didn't get to, or do you feel like everything's good? I feel pretty good. I feel like we've been talking for quite a while and it's been lovely. Awesome. (laughs) Lovely to catch up. This is fun. And yeah. And so, yeah. So just, you know, I know you're, we're trying to get this out here during breast cancer awareness month. So, Mm -hmm. so ladies, please, (laughs) you know, if I can say anything here, um, is what I've continuously said, be your own advocate. You are the only one that can do this for yourself. So please, please, please be aware of your body, um, you know, self-checking, know how you feel, how you should feel and how you shouldn't. And uh, yeah, and if you need a practice to help you with that, go take up a yoga class, go find somebody, buddy up and go try a class. (laughs) I love it. Such great messaging. (laughs) <laughs> so good. And now where can everybody find you, whether it's to attend one of your classes, to find you online? What's the best things? Um, I'm uh, in the Ocean City, Maryland area teaching locally and classes around here, but I do have a website. Um, I also have a blog that I wrote while I was going through my treatment. So, um, yeah, it has a lot of details. It can be very informative to anyone that wants to read someone's story about the kind of chemotherapy I went through and all of those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And, um, I did write in that blog. I started it the day I was diagnosed. So it goes way back to 2005. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, as the years have gone by, I, you know, there was times when I slacked off of that for a little while because, you know, life 
came back up to a, a mm-hmm. fun time and I just got involved and, you know, so my posts would be shorter and shorter and then it would be like, oh my gosh, I didn't write on there for a year now. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I, I went through all of my breast cancer related experiences, but yeah, I think the last time I wrote on my blog was April of 2018, but it's still out there and it still has a lot of good information. Oh, so, um, but I'll just say that I have that in case you're interested, I'll just give my website address so that mm-hmm. if there's any interest in more about me or any of that stuff, it can all be found on there. Okay. Um, so my address is um, Um That is my address and feel free to go take a look. Nice. And I will definitely link that in the description of the podcast too. Okay, great. That sounds good. Perfect. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for joining my podcast today. I'm so happy that you were able to share your story and I'm so happy we were able to play catch up also. (laughs) Thank you, Caitlin. It's been my pleasure. If you've been listening to the Inspired by Her Story podcast for some time now, you've probably heard about my trip to Costa Rica where I was able to photograph Megan's yoga retreat. Not only that, but you've probably already heard Megan's story about how yoga saved her life multiple times. If not, then you have to listen to it. But anywho, I'm really excited to announce that I will be photographing Megan's yoga retreat again, but this time it's on the big island in Hawaii, and I want you to come join me. There'll be yoga and meditation two times every day, three healthy meals a day, educational yoga workshops, cave excursions, more excursions. It's going to be amazing. It's taking place January 20th to the 25th, and there's currently early bird pricing until October 23rd, which is $300 off. That means the whole yoga retreat is only $12.50, which is amazing. I mean, who doesn't want to get away in the middle of winter? And you could book a mini photo shoot with me in Hawaii. Oh my God, it's going to be so amazing. You have to come join me. So if you're interested in joining me on this awesome yoga retreat, just send me an email at caitlincasso at gmail.com and I can pass your information along. Or even if you just want some more info, send it on over. Let's chat. Thanks again for listening to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I hope you found some inspiration, motivation, encouragement, and empowerment to get you out of your comfort zone and live your life to the fullest. Make sure to follow, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and follow the podcast at Inspired by Her Story on Instagram. Follow my brand photography on Instagram at Caitlin Casso Creations and come along with me during my travels at Caitlin Casso. Go ahead and share the podcast with a friend and take these stories with you to make the changes in your life that you've been looking for. Stay tuned for the next Inspired by Her Story episode.